Hey guys, welcome to The Messy Table. I'm Jen Jewell, the host of this Conversation Style podcast, which airs a brand new episode every other Tuesday. Today, I have my good friend, Amy Groeschel, joining me as my co-host, and we are partnered with the women of our church, Life Church, as well as really any person anywhere in the world who's taking this messy, broken, beautiful, complex thing we call life and surrendering it to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So why do we call it The Messy Table? Because as you know, that's where we gather. That's where we feast. That's where my kids throw their backpacks and where we huddle together to share the good stuff and the hard stuff. For you, it might be your desk or the corner of your favorite coffee shop, or it might be your actual kitchen table. Whatever it is, it's not magical in itself, but God will meet you even there. Our goal here is simply to offer a safe space where we can dare to remember what matters most, where we can listen to the stories of ordinary, imperfect women who've been impacted by our extraordinary, perfect God. Jesus told stories because stories stick, and we want to continue following His example. Like Revelation 12:11 describes, our enemy is defeated by the blood of Jesus, by His sacrifice on the cross, His miraculous resurrection, and by the word of our testimonies, sharing what He's done in our actual, real lives. Guys, we have been invited into this scandalous redemptive story. You have been invited to take your place at this table. So wherever you are, whatever your background, whatever you're facing on this exact day, God sees you, He hasn't left you, and we pray He'll use this little podcast as a breath of fresh air. Well, Amy and I are super excited for you to hear from our guest for episode 64. Carol McLeod is a wife of 42 years, mom of five kids on earth, as well as five babies in heaven, and a marmy to seven grandchildren. She is not so subtly obsessed with the Word of God, hosts her own podcast called The Joy of Motherhood Podcast, and has written too many books to name in this short introduction, covering topics like infertility, depression, joy, identity, motherhood. Her newest book, Significant, comes out on November 5th. But what I love about Carol is that you can feel her genuine passion to love and encourage and just cheer on everyone she encounters. Y'all, there's a lot of wisdom overflowing from today's episode. I, for one, am fully situated in the listener position. So grab your coffee, pull up a chair, and join Amy and me for a chat with Carol. Carol, welcome to The Messy Table. Thank you, Jen. I'm very excited to be here with you and Amy today. Carol, oh, this is a treat for us, and it'll be a treat for our listeners. And I had the privilege of meeting you just months ago, Mm -hmm. and it was just a surprise of encouragement. I wasn't expecting to be as blessed as I was, but I was so grateful that we had the opportunity to meet and that I could, you know, hear your heart, a little bit of your story. Mm -hmm. And then you just brought life with your words uh, and encouragement into my life. So I am anticipating that will be what occurred for our listeners today, just lots of encouragement in life, giving wisdom and words. Carol, we would love for our listeners just to know a little bit about you. So tell us about your family. Tell us about your ministries and the things that are all about Carol McLeod. Yeah, all the things. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I'd love to. But you know, it's hard for me to talk about me. Yeah. I'd so much rather encourage somebody else. Right. I want to share with you the things that make me me, I guess, that have written my story. Mm -hmm. 
I uh, married my college sweetheart. I was so head over heels in love. I'd never really been in love before. And mm-hmm. God brought this great man into my life whose name is Craig. I love the name oh, Craig. I know it's a great, great name. name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we have been married for 42 years and we have served the Lord the whole time. We've been in full-time ministry together mm-hmm. for 42 years. And it has not always been easy but it's always been touched with the glory of God. Mm. Sometimes it's been um, just hellacious, if you let me use that word, gut-wrenchingly difficult. Mm -hmm. But through it all, the faithfulness of God Mm -hmm. has been our guide. Craig and I started our family. We had these two great little boys. I love being a mom. I was one of those crazy women. (laughs) I love fingerprints on the windows. I love stubbing my toe on Legos in the middle of the night. There was nothing about these two little boys that pushed me over the edge. I just loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to enlarge our family. And I got pregnant and lost the baby at 12 weeks, which, as you Mm -hmm. all know, is not uncommon. It happens often. And I got pregnant again and lost the second baby at 15 weeks. Mm And I got pregnant again and lost the third baby at 16 weeks. Mm, And I remember driving home from the hospital because, you know, at that point, you're in the labor and delivery room when you Mm. give birth. And I said to Craig on the way home that snowy winter night in Buffalo, New York, God is not causing this. Mm. However, I want to learn what I need to learn. Mm. through this dark season of my life. And so in the car, Craig and I prayed together that our hearts would be in tune with the fathers. Mm. And we believed for a larger family. I got pregnant again. We had moved to North Carolina by this time, and I was going to the Duke Infertility Clinic for Women. And my doctor was a brilliant infertility specialist, He traveled around the world uh, coaching women about infertility. And interestingly enough, he and his wife were unable to have children. Mm. So when you saw the pictures of his family on the wall, there were all these different colored little faces from around the world. Mm. So not only was he a brilliant doctor, he had a heart for women like me. And so he said, Carol, you're, you're going to be able to have a baby. And I got pregnant again and lost the fourth baby at 19 wow. weeks and wow. five days. And I got pregnant again and lost the fifth baby. Carol. At nearly 17 weeks. Oh, my goodness. So late. Yeah. Yeah. So four of those babies I actually held in my hand. Oh. Probably literally the palm of your hand. Literally. And, you know, the one that lost at 20 weeks. So we're in the Duke labor and delivery room. And the room is filled with interns and infertility specialists and neonatal specialists and Mm -hmm. nurses. And when they took the little boy away from us... There was a holy silence in the room. You could hear grown men sniffing and wiping tears away. And my doctor's nurse, who I knew very well by that time, Trish, was wiping my hair from my forehead. And she said, Carol, are you okay? Mm. And I said, yes. And in that moment, my husband began to sing I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul rejoice. And in that moment, I found a reason for being Mm. that I had never known before, that when you can sing through the pain, you have learned a secret Mm. to life. And so um, after losing the five babies, goodness. 
then I couldn't get pregnant anymore. Um, I stopped ovulating and I was on high doses of fertility drugs and I wasn't getting pregnant. And it was the week between Christmas and New Year in 1987. Mm -hmm. And um, I was watching Christian TV and there was a pastor and his wife on. By this time, my boys are older and they're outside playing with the neighborhood kids. And this is crazy, but I remember I was folding blue washcloths mm-hmm. at the moment, wow. mm-hmm. week between Christmas and New Year. And they're closing the program, this pastor's wife. And she said, there's a pastor's wife out there. And I thought, yeah, there are a lot of us folding blue washcloths. <laughs> and she said, you have suffered repeated miscarriages. And I looked at the TV and she said, you are pregnant now. And I said, I am. <laughs> and she said, and walk in faith, not in fear, because this one's going to stick, her exact words. Wow. And eight and a half months later, I gave birth. What? Wow. Yeah, 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 to Jordan McLeod. And then wow. because I'm selfish, I wanted another baby. And I was on high doses of fertility drugs for nearly a year. And the doctor said, Carol, you're done. You are done. What we have put your body through the past you know, decade, you're done. He said, go home and raise your children for the Lord, your boys for the Lord, because he was a believer. And I said, yeah, you're right. Well, the next month I got pregnant on my own and we named her Joy, because that's Mm -hmm. what you name a little girl after three boys is you name her Joy. Definitely. And he knows. My last is Joy. We both have Craig's and you both have Joy's. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And then uh, four years later, I got the flu that never went away. And her name is Joan and Rebecca. (laughs) So (laughs) I love being a mom. But this is what I wanted to say. During those years of infertility, and loss and heartbreak, I suffered a deep, dark depression Mm, Right for many years. I was clinically depressed. Mm. And um, during those years, I also developed an addiction when my world was crashing in. And the addiction that I developed wasn't to alcohol or to over-the-counter meds, but it was to the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And the Bible delivered me from that dark place before my circumstances changed. Now, for the listeners today, this is what I want to say. If you are depressed, go see your medical doctor Mm -hmm. and do whatever the doctor tells you to do. If you are depressed, find a Christian counselor Mm -hmm. who will help you peel back the layers of your pain. Amen. But in addition to those things, don't ever forget the power of your faith Mm -hmm. to get you through the dark time. For sure. Wow. So there are so many layers there and years that you just unpacked. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. So take us back to whenever you were experiencing those five sweet babies that didn't come to Mm -hmm. um, fruition. Mm -hmm. You're talking about how you were depressed. You're talking about how that was hard. What were some of those really dark moments like? Like, were you questioning God or did you just have this strong faith? Because right now you can look back and see that you ended up having Mm -hmm. other children. But in the time, and Mm -hmm. I have several personal friends who are going through this right now. And I know women all over the world are dealing with fertility issues Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's not fertility issues, but it's just the unknown. Like Mm -hmm. things are happening the way that I want Mm -hmm. and I'm praying and I'm being faithful and I'm calling on God's name and nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you remember those times. Oh, without a doubt, I remember. I can go back there in a heartbeat, emotionally and spiritually. So, you know, I never questioned God during that season of my life. Mm. I have had seasons where I've asked God some really hard questions. Mm -hmm. But during that season of my life, this is what I knew. There are things in life worth fighting for. And so the warrior woman in me rose up and I believed that having babies 
was one thing that was worth fighting for. Now, was I depressed? Yes, I was depressed. I was weary of my emotions, my hormones, um, holding four babies and mm -hmm. lifeless in your hands will devastate any woman. Mm. I have a really good husband. Mm. And for me, that was part of what got me through it. So no, I did not question God. Mm. I I hunkered down into the word. I read the Bible when I didn't feel like it. Mm. I turned on worship music when I was angry, when I was empty. I continued to serve with my husband. Um, you know, one of our daughters is dealing with infertility right now. And mm -hmm. so she and I can have wonderful conversations. And one thing I said to her is joy. Yes. Um, tell me how you respond to another woman who's pregnant. And she said, Mom, I'm never sad at that moment. I'm happy for them. I don't covet what they have. What it does is build my faith mm -hmm. that I serve that's good. A loving father. And if he did it for her, he can do it for me. Mm. And honestly, that is where I landed at that time. A warrior rose up within me. You know, this is the thing about battles. So in Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat is in a the battle of his very life. He was in a battle he didn't deserve. He didn't bring it on himself. He was the good guy in the story. And, and the Bible tells us how Jehoshaphat fought. He fasted. He prayed. He fell on his face in the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. He rose up and worshiped with a very loud shout. And then you, you guys probably know what happened, but for the listeners who don't, you can find it in Second Chronicles chapter 20. The praise team went in first. Mm -hmm. Like when was the last time you fought the enemy with a harmonica, right? <laughs> you know, um, but this is what the father has called us to do. Yeah. We worship mm -hmm. with a hallelujah. Mm -hmm. and, and when you fight a battle God's way, the end of that chapter tells us that the nation of Judah spent three days picking up the spoil. Mm -hmm. So what should have wiped them out in the natural, because they fought God's way, mm -hmm. they spent three days picking up the spoil. So in every battle in life, if we will fight it God's way, there'll be spoil mm -hmm. that's assigned to us. It's so great. And in my battle of infertility, I became a woman of defiant faith. Wow. Faith rose up inside of me. And it was a gift. It was the that. spoil. Defiant faith. Defi yes. Yeah. And when I was battling depression, the battles were intertwined, but they were two separate battles. Um, the spoil that I received was defiant joy. Wow. Like I have a joy that defies my circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know, I can stand toe to toe, nose to nose with the accuser of the brethren and say, one of us is going down and it ain't going to be me. Yes. Um, so that was the gift. And let me tell you, Jen and Amy, before then, I was a very emotionally unstable woman. Mm, really? I know you don't believe that when you see me today. Right. I don't. <laughs> I, know, I mean, right? I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Wow. But because. That gives so much hope. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hope, yeah. Hope for us. Yeah. Have you heard the song? This is how I fight my battles. Oh, sister, it's my theme song. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So and powerful. there's truth in that Absolutely. song. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. We, As women of God, as daughters of the king, we don't fight with our emotions. Mm -hmm. And so many women, that is their default. Mm -hmm. They think if they get angry enough or if they get bitter enough mm -hmm. or if they um, can spout enough verbal vomit over a situation. <laughs> no, that's not how we win. Yes. Mm -hmm. We win through worship. Yes. We win through the power of the word. Yes. So for the listeners today, if you're in a battle, 
I want to encourage you, if I can do it, so can you. Mm-hmm. You can open your mouth and sing. You can lift your hands. You can declare the word. You can do it. Mm. Do you Amen. feel that sometimes actions come before feelings? Absolutely, Jen. Well, you know, we have to do things we don't feel like doing. It's just a natural law in life. As a mom, you don't feel like getting up in the middle of the mm-hmm. night to nurse. Mm-hmm. As a wife, you don't always feel like being sweet to your husband when he forgot your birthday and didn't take out the trash. <laughs> you know, when your mom is telling you for the 14th time, you don't feel like being sweet to her. But It's just a theme in life. When your boss asks you to stay late, you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. But there are things in life we have to do even when we don't feel like doing them. Mm -hmm. And it's especially true in the Christian faith. Um, We cannot build a life based on feelings. The prophet Jeremiah said this, the heart is deceitful above everything else. Mm -hmm. Your heart doesn't tell you the truth. And your heart is the birthplace of your emotions. So you can't extract truth always from your emotions. Um, One time I did a Bible study. I I was reading my Bible and I realized, what? The Bible talks about emotions. It's not just (laughs) theology, you know? So I began to do a Bible study and what the Word of God said about human emotion. Mm -hmm. And the result of that Bible study is my book called Holy Estrogen, (laughs) allowing your emotions to become the holiest part of you. That's a great name. Yeah. That's a good name. Isn't Mm -hmm. it a great name? I love it. Yeah. And this is what I realized. According to the Word of God, There are some human emotions that are allowable, and there are some that are not. The Bible says you don't get to worry. Mm -hmm. You don't get to live a life of fear. And actually, the Bible says you don't really get to be lonely because you're never alone, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's promised never to leave us or forsake us. So if you're dealing with loneliness today, listen, um, hunker down into the eternal Mm -hmm. fact that you're not alone. That's right. Okay, but I also learned that there are some emotions we get to experience. Anger is one of them. However, we only get to be angry for 23 hours and 59 minutes. (laughs) That's right. And then it's got to be over with. That's funny. So many women bring the anger of 20 years ago into today. That's right. But one emotion that we do get to experience is having a broken heart. Because the Bible says that God is close to the brokenhearted. So as we go through life, we don't build a life on emotions. Mm -hmm. We build a life on the truth of the Word of God. It's so great. This is speaking to me because I'm not a super emotional person, but I had a night just a couple of nights ago where I literally were laying in bed and I'm ugly crying over nothing important. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, what's happening to me? And then the next morning I woke up and I was fine. It's that holy estrogen. It is. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Well, Carol, oh, I hate to even interrupt you because you are just flowing with so much good truth and wisdom and preach. It's like, get it on, girl. This is great. What I hear is a woman who pressed into her God during the dark moments, and it was a choice, but it was also because it's who you are. It's like, as a believer, it's who you are. You just go to Jesus. We don't go to the world. We, we Our minds have been renewed to know that He's the answer, and and uh, life is in the Word, and life is in Jesus. So you pressed into God in those dark moments, and, and it sounds like it had to have been at least five to a 10 years of dark storms with the loss of the babies and So you've dealt with depression. You sound like a woman that, you know, you're saying you were a warrior in it, a warrior of faith, defiant faith, I think is what you said. But so you knew, you know, how to fight that battle, but you were still in it. Just knowing that Mm -hmm. probably encourages our listeners that are like, how could I, Mm -hmm. a woman of 
that loves God so much, who's in the Bible, who, you know, prays and has faith, how can I be battling depression? And so mm-hmm. like, or how do I make sense of the two things together? Like, yeah, how does that, that how does, how do those two things yeah, go together? Mm-hmm. And so what did that look like for you that you actually were in a clinical depressed state, yet you were warring through it? Does that make sense? Like unpacking that a little of how those meshed in your world? Yeah. And I'm going to answer that question, Amy. And I also want to say this just to be completely vulnerable. I still battle depression. Mm. Okay. It still knocks on the door of my heart in some seasons more often than others. But it seems to be the visitor that the enemy has assigned to my life. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't make me not a believer. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make me a bad girl. It doesn't make me not a woman of faith. Mm -hmm. Paul had a thorn in his side. Exactly. All it does is identify the fact we all have an enemy and he knows what buttons to push. The enemy is stupid. Um, He, you know, (laughs) let's make t-shirts. I I heard someone say he's got brain damage because Jesus stepped on his head. But the only thing he, uh, the only thing he does well is deceive us. Mm -hmm. And so he knocks at my door with depression saying, Carol, this is an option for you. Mm -hmm. You you, you can choose this. And so when the enemy knocks on my door with depression today, mm-hmm. I know to answer it with the word, with worship. And hey, I go for counseling. Yeah, You know, I, I'll admit it. I need somebody to talk to from time to time. I have mentors in my life mm-hmm. who, who help me with this. But to go back, Amy, to that time and the question you asked me, um, you know, here you are, rising up in strong faith, and yet you're dealing with depression. Mm -hmm. Amy, that is the picture of all of our lives at every season in life, that we know who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. We know what he's given to us. Mm -hmm. We know that the weapons of our warfare Mm -hmm. are not carnal, and yet still we are mere mortals living in a fallen world. And so I think this is going to really help the Mm -hmm. listeners sort of Mm -hmm. understand, oh, I'm not alone. Yes. I'm not the only one yes. who has all this faith. And I love Jesus so much. And I'm growing in my faith. Mm-hmm. But life is hard. Yes. And I, I think that's just the reality of life on planet Earth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It makes me think of the scripture when you said that, like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing it now. Like Ephesians 6, that we put on the armor. And you did. You were warring. But it, it's armor for a real battle, whatever those battles are, inward or outward. And when we've done everything to stand, we stand. And um, I see that a visual of you, like you were doing everything you could to stand and you just stood and then you just kept standing and kept standing. But uh, appreciate how honest you're being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and it is so helpful because, yes, we, we haven't arrived until perfection comes. Right. Yes. Right. I always say, you know, there is a perfect place and it's called heaven. That's right. And we're all going to be there someday. But this is today. Yes. And well, so let's figure out today. One thing I want to know is that, you know, you're talking about self-awareness. You know, we say self-awareness is the key to all growth. And I think a big part of your story is identifying it, Mm -hmm. is identifying that we're in a battle and that we have a spiritual enemy. Because I think sometimes for me, whenever I'm going through a hard time, I kind of put it back on me, which 
Sometimes mm-hmm. that's the case, but sometimes I don't acknowledge, even though I know it's real and I know it's true, I don't acknowledge that this could be a spiritual attack. Right. Mm-hmm. Bingo. <laughs> it, you you just said it, that so often what we're going through really is a spiritual attack, but we don't take the time to process it through prayer and the word mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit has an inroad to say, hey, Jen, just remember you got an enemy. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jen, just remember. <laughs> right. And when yeah. we're believing mm-hmm. the lies, we don't view them as lies. We view mm-hmm. them as truth until mm-hmm. the truth mm-hmm. is revealed. And then we're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a lie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, several years ago, I'm not sure I told you this, Jen, but I was diagnosed with very aggressive breast cancer. Oh, wow. I know. And I was gobsmacked. What? How dare cancer have the audacity to invade my body? Especially after all of this Mm -hmm. that I've already been through. Exactly. One more thing. And so I was diagnosed with breast cancer and we were living in Buffalo, New York at the time. The storm of the century hit the same week, three Mm. days later, two blizzards back to back. We got 80 inches of snow in four days. So there's a storm outside my windows and there's a storm inside me. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit whispered me, Carol, I want you to study every storm in the Bible. Mm. And so that's what I did. I spent the weeks of the blizzard before the doctors could give me a protocol studying every storm in the Bible. Mm Because life is stormy, Mm y'all. Life is stormy. But that doesn't mean that we as the children of God need to suffer long-term damage from the storm. Really what a storm can do in our life is clear out the undergrowth and propel us in a new direction. Um, Life is stormy. It's it's part of life this side of heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my heroines of the faith is a woman named Elizabeth Elliot. Do you mm-hmm. know who that is? Yes, yes. yes. I've read yeah. her stuff. Okay. She's awesome. Well, they've just published a new book posthumously by Elizabeth based on her sermons. Mm. The name of the book is Suffering is Never for Nothing. Mm. Yeah. And it has turned my world upside down. Mm. Elizabeth says in this book, and she's basically talking to women, that most women have two main messages in life. So figure out what your message is. Mm -hmm. So what are the two main messages that you feel like you preach with your life, Mm -hmm. that you are here to demonstrate and to tell? And I figured out that mine are the word of God is true. It's powerful. If you will live your life according to the power on the sacred page, it's not a flat book. It's not like reading People magazine or Karen <laughs> Kingsbury's latest novel. Listen, this book will change your life. Yes. That's my number one message. My number two message is you can have joy no matter what your life looks like yes. because joy is not attached to circumstances. Mm-hmm. Joy is attached to his presence yes. where there's always fullness of joy. Always. Yes. Yes. All the joy that we need this side of heaven is found in one place. It's not at Hawaii. I'd like to know if it's there or not. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, check let's it out. go. Let's go find out. It, it's not at Harvard. It's not at Disney World. Right. It's not in five well-behaved children. Mm. Joy is found in his presence. Yes. And we can all access that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Carol, I love that you used what the enemy has meant for harm in your life, the depression, the cancer, the storms. And you've made it into a weapon of ministry because your whole ministry that you do in the many ways Mm -hmm. that you serve the Lord through speaking and books and podcast and your blog and conference and everything, 
uh, your ministry is centered around, uh, of course, the message of the Word of God, but the joy of the Lord. I'm doing your one of your uh, reading plans on version right now called Joy for Every Season. Yes. But just talk about that for a minute, how you turned this storm of depression into a ministry of joy. Oh, yeah, Amy, I love that question because, listen— I am not extraordinary. I am just a regular girl who's head over heels in love with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if I've done it, anybody can do it. (laughs) So what the enemy meant for evil, Mm -hmm. this is what Joseph said. So Joseph was betrayed by his brothers. He was beat up, left for dead in a pit, sold into slavery in Egypt, put into prison for no fault of his own. And at the end of his life, when Egypt was in a famine and his brothers needed food from him, the brothers who bullied him, the brothers who beat him up, the brothers who left him for dead, they came to him. And I picture this scene. So now the brothers are balding and they have middle age paunches and their faces are wrinkled. And, and Joseph is sitting beside the king of Egypt. <laughs> And he looks at these boys who are now starving men. And he said to them, let me tell you something. What you meant for evil, God meant for good to save many people Mm -hmm. alive. Mm -hmm. And that word meant in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word makashaba. And it's a powerful word. It's the same word that Jeremiah uses in, in Jeremiah 29, 11, when he said, um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans, not for evil or calamity, but plans to give you a future and hope. That word plans is makashaba, mm-hmm. that God can take anything that the enemy meant for evil and he can makashaba it for good Mm -hmm. to save people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so when I was in the middle of infertility, when I was in the middle of depression, I was just the woman with the issue of blood doing my hardest to just touch him, to just just feel his garment, brush my fingertips. That's all I could do. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. Mm And God has makashabed that, Mm -hmm. that desperate reaching out for Jesus to turn it into a ministry. Mm -hmm. And isn't that all we're really ever doing is we're desperately reaching out for Jesus. That's all we're ever doing. I just want to say makashaba. That's a fun word. Everybody say makashaba. 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 It's a wonderful (laughs) word. One thing I love is that I do see that your ministry and your passion is rooted in experiencing Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. these things are overflowing Mm -hmm. out of you because of what he's done. Yeah. You know, when, when God does a work in your heart, you must share. You got to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was battling cancer, there was a scripture that greatly impacted my life. It's Acts 13, 36. And it says for David. Okay. Let's stop mm-hmm. right there. The Holy Spirit's still talking about David mm-hmm. a thousand years after he lived. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll take that <laughs> for David. When he served the purposes of God in his own generation, mm-hmm. then he went to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we've all been assigned purposes in our own generation Mm -hmm. that are unique to our generation. And Jen, if I had lived before the Reformation, I would have been one of those scribes writing out the word of God on parchment, Mm 
mm-hmm. with a with a quill. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had lived during the 1800s, I would have bought the fastest pony I could find to take the gospel across the Rocky Mountains. But that's not when I was born. I was born mm-hmm. to live today mm-hmm. in the first part of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. So I'll take everything that's unique to our generation, podcasts, blogging, you version, mm-hmm. the publishing industry, radio, mm-hmm. TV, mm-hmm. to tell the story of Jesus. And let me just say this to the listeners. Let's talk about social media for a minute. You want to? Sure. Okay. So on social media, you have the opportunity on any given day of your life to impact between 300 and 300,000 people, depending on how many followers you have. Why are you talking about things that shouldn't be talked about? I'm, I'm holding back here. Um, Tell us. Yeah. Why, why are you talking about how your husband gets on your nerves? You know, uh, how... Or showing us pictures of your food, which, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. there's anything wrong with yeah. that. Uh, and, my, and my baby's constipated and I have the worst boss in America. No, Mm -hmm. no, Mm -hmm. you've been given a place Mm -hmm. to tell your high school friends and your neighbors from 23 years ago and your sister that you really don't have a relationship with how good the Lord's been to you today. Despite the baby's constipation, right? right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So we all have purposes in our own generation. So let's do it. Let's live with gusto. Let's, Mm -hmm. when we all get to heaven, let's have a moment where heaven says, Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those women at the first part of the 21st century. Let's talk about those girls yes. and what they did for the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. how they were <laughs> overcomers, how they chose joy when their world was falling apart, how they worshiped in the middle of the storm, mm-hmm. how they were kind when everyone else was cruel. Let's be that generation. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And speaking of this generation, just the fact that we have the ability to take the Great Commission to a whole nother level with technology, you know, that we can literally go and make disciples of all nations from our living room, from our living room. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's crazy. You know, but what it a is. privilege. It's a privilege. It's and an honor. You mentioned version, Carol. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to say right now, if you don't have version, it's time to download that free app, uh, the Bible with tons of reading plans. And Carol has eight or nine, I think, or more mm-hmm. current reading plans that you can read. And one that went kind of viral and has hit you know, over a million devices is the 21 days to overcome, to beat beat depression, to beat depression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so my staff and I were sitting in my living room one morning, just talking and praying and strategizing. And one of the girls on my team said, you know, I just read that January 21st is the most depressed day of the year. (laughs) I said, tell me about it. And she said, well, social scientists had just said there are more suicides that day that it's sort of the perfect storm. The holiday bills have come in. The weather's horrible. It's flu season. It's dark. I can see that because yeah. every, I always say in February, but it's probably yeah. late January. Yeah. I, I tell my husband we should move to right. like <laughs> California or, you know, somewhere yeah, tropical. Yeah. And so. We can't move, <laughs> Or we should at least go to Hawaii. Yeah, Let's right. at least do right. that. Take, at least yeah. take yeah. a vacation. <laughs> can I go with you? But every time I say it, he's like, babe, you say that every year. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean it every year. Yeah. <laughs> and then another girl on my team, Monica, said, and I just read it takes 21 days to break a mental habit. So we realized the Lord had given us something and we prayed and we strategized. And actually at the time, which was six or seven years ago now, we came out with a social media plan called 21 Days to Beat Depression that crashed our website, that went viral. And that's when I first connected with version. Mm. So it's been on version 21 Days to Beat Depression. And 
Jen, there is not a week that goes by that we don't get 10, 20, 30 emails from around the world it's great. of mm-hmm. people whose lives have been changed. Mm-hmm. So, Amy, that's where we go back to what the enemy meant for evil. Yes. What? Yeah. God took this little depressed mama <laughs> from small town USA mm-hmm. and has used my story to save people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so maybe it's not from a famine of not having food like Joseph's was, mm-hmm. but it's been a famine of joy mm-hmm. that right. our society has been lacking. And so I'm going to feed Praise him joy God. as long as I live. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about one thing on that plan that really stands out to you? So um, every day, there's, of course, a devotional read, Mm -hmm. um, there's a scripture, Mm -hmm. and there's a declaration. Okay. You know, the Bible says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so for me, it hasn't been enough to think the word of God. Mm -hmm. I've got to speak the word of God. And I have to declare things that I know to be true. I declare that I'm a daughter of the king. Mm -hmm. I declare that in his presence is fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. I declare that I am not hopeless, Mm -hmm. but I'm filled with hope. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the declarations have been so powerful um, that I declare what I know to be truth. Thinking is where it starts. Mm -hmm. Thinking is where it begins, but it's got to come out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, in Hebrews, it says that the word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. Well, the real translation there is two-mouthed sword. Did you know that, Amy? Mm. It's Mm two-mouthed sword. What does that mean? Well, it means it's got to come out of two mouths. Mm. It's got to come out of God's mouth and our mouth Mm. for it to do its work. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Makes me think of Craig's words to live by that he did as well. Yes. Which we could also link. I think both of those are great resources for creating statements to declare over yourself and over your life every day. Mm-hmm. 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 So good. Carol, something I'm really excited is the latest book that you have called Significant that is launching on November 5th. Coming up. So here we are. Tell us about Significant. Amy, I say this with great humility, but I think it was the book I was born to write. Um, I met with my publisher and they told me that Target and Walmart were asking for a woman's book from them and they asked me to write it. Mm -hmm. And so what we did, Amy, was we looked at secular studies. What are the issues that women face? And according to Harvard and the AMA and Huffington Post, The four biggies for women are identity, purpose, loneliness, Mm. and stress. Mm -hmm. Mm. So significant attacks dismembers those four issues according to the word of God. Mm -hmm. I love your tagline, becoming a woman of unique purpose, true identity, and irrepressible hope. Yes. You know, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you must extract your identity not from your culture, not from your uh, childhood, not from your successes mm. or from your failures. And that's tough. Yeah, yeah. it's very tough. Yeah. It's very tough to overcome that. It is because we all cling to different identities and labels and just things that we put on ourselves. The good and the bad. <laughs> Absolutely. The good and the bad. But we have been created by a master creator mm-hmm. who never makes a mistake. Yeah. And although I'm not perfect, he doesn't make mistakes yeah. um, to live for him and his kingdom mm-hmm. at my moment in history. And, you know, I, I was thinking this morning as I was thinking about the book Significant and, and praying for it, I was thinking how every woman that I've ever read about in scripture, and the book is not about women in the Bible. That's not what it's about. Um, 
but how every woman in scripture had to get this right. Mm. She came to a crossroads in her life where she had to figure out who am I and what have I been called to do? Mm. And that's what this book is all about. Who are you? Why were you created? Mm -hmm. What was God thinking about when he thought about you? Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful to say that Amy has written the foreword for this Mm -hmm. book Mm -hmm. because this is the passion of her heart, too, Mm -hmm. is to raise up a generation of women Mm -hmm. who know their creator and therefore know themselves in a more powerful way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's a reminder we need every single day. Oh, we do. It's not like I learned this about myself and now I can move on. It's like we got to remember it and live it out every single day. Because our culture is relentless. Our culture is relentlessly lying to us. And unfortunately, we have partaken of the Kool-Aid of the culture. Because again, they don't look like lies. They don't. Right. No, they Mm -hmm. don't. Well, and we're so desperately broken living the lie of needing acceptance from the world, from the culture, from others, instead of truly just having our worth be. But who we are is made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And if we have accepted Christ, you know, we're the child of God and the daughter of the King. But I was just thinking this morning, like, it is so enough, Lord, just to be yours And I remember just quoting Cheryl from our podcast just the other day that when we came to Christ, we came with nothing. And even when we have Christ, we still have nothing but Jesus. We needed him for salvation. And then once we get saved, we we need him for everything thereon. I mean, there isn't anything that we should be getting our worth out of. Because it's all Jesus. It's that he redeemed us and brought us to be his own. It was all him. And so when we are trying to get identity from the world, worth from the world, from what we do, Mm -hmm. from those things, it's like saying that Mm -hmm. we have something that we brought that wasn't Jesus. It's like, no, it's all Jesus. It's kind of ridiculous. It's all Jesus. It's all Jesus. But no matter how far we want to run from that identity or from that image of God, the Imago Dei, we can't get away from it. Like it's on us, whether we want to accept it or not. Now we can twist that. I think we can distort it. I think we can hide it, but it's still who we are. Yeah. So I'm just cannot wait to get my copies to share with other girls Mm -hmm. and let it speak into hearts. It is. I'm so glad you said that. It's easy to like, oh yeah, we know this, that, you know, God has a purpose and identity and you're not alone, but it is hard. Jen, Mm -hmm. what you said, it's like, this doesn't mean it's easy. Mm -mm. Just because you know something, it's not easy. Exactly. And when we give the enemy a piece of real estate in our brain, he really runs with it. So if we somehow believe that because our dad mistreated us and didn't love us, then we're unlovable. Mm -hmm. If we go through life with that piece of baggage, Mm -hmm. it'll be really hard for us Um to walk in our death, not impossible, but for some of us, our childhoods were more difficult than others. And so there's got to be a cleansing, a washing Mm -hmm. and empowering. Mm -hmm. And Amy, I love what you said about when we come to Jesus, we just come to him. And and one of my go-to verses as a woman of God is found in Acts chapter 17. And this is what it says, verse 26. And God made from one man, that would be Adam, 
every nation of mankind, to live on all the face of the earth, that's us, um, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. So when God created us, it's not a mistake we live today. Yes. We are here by the hand and creation of God. Let me continue. So that's the when and the where. Here's the why, that they would seek God. Yes. If perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and exist, even as some of your own poets have said. I love that verse. Don't you love that verse? Mm -hmm. So he created us at this moment in history to find ourselves in him. Mm -hmm. Yes. In him. That's where we find ourselves. And this, this verse uses an interesting word. It uses the word grope. Mm -hmm. If perhaps they might grope for him mm -hmm. and find him. See, the problem is this. We've groped for all the wrong things. Mm -hmm. We've groped for significance yeah. in our weight or in our education or in our finances. Um, and those things aren't going to deliver life mm -hmm. to us. Right. So we must spend the years of our existence, the dash on our tombstone, groping for the right mm -hmm. things, which is him, yes. which is him. Right. Yes. And some versions say, fill your way. And oh, I love that too. Yeah. I've kind of clung to that. I guess I relate to that. Just feeling my way mm -hmm. towards Jesus. Yes. Whenever all those other things that I might be trying to grope for, mm -hmm. feel yes. my way for, they're, yeah. they're not satisfying. And I think it's a lie. Christians are really buying into that as we go and share our faith, I think Satan's putting all these measurements on us. Right. And so we start to think, well, I'm not doing enough or I'm not as successful or I'm not whatever because I want to be doing these great things for God, but I'm not speaking from a stage or I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, doing these really sexy things. Does that make sense? Yes. And I, and I think sometimes we can start to doubt our worth in ourselves or in, in the good works that he's prepared in advance for us to do. Yeah. But it just doesn't always look sexy. Right. Right. And so what do we do in that moment when we're feeling our way? I love that feeling yeah. our way when it's foggy and murky and gloomy. Exactly. So mm -hmm. what do we do? You know what we do, Jen? We go back to the basics of our faith. That's Listen, good. this is not rocket science, okay? Mm -hmm. We go back to the basics of having a quiet time, mm -hmm. of turning on worship music, of blessing somebody else, mm -hmm. of looking for somebody you can bless today. That's a good point. Yeah. We go back to the basics of our faith and we'll find him That's there. Good. Even mm -hmm. when I've gone to the word in times that I've just been really desperate and I almost haven't expected him to show up, he still shows up. He yes. does. He shows yes. up in miraculous ways. You know, um, so often when I'm talking about the word, women will say to me, but Carol, when I read it, I don't understand it. And I say, mm -hmm. that's okay. Mm -hmm. Read it anyway. Mm -hmm. Because we don't primarily read the word for information. We read it for transformation. Mm -hmm. And your spirit is growing, even if your mind is isn't having an aha moment. Mm -hmm. And you know, Jen, it's like anything else in life. If you wanted to lose weight and today you spent three hours at the gym and you mm -hmm. only ate celery, you'd probably still weigh the same thing tomorrow. <laughs> but after creating some new good habits, yeah. you're going to see a difference. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with our faith walk, mm -hmm. with our feeling our way toward it. Right. It'll make a difference. So you mentioned someone maybe not understanding as you studied the word, do you have any great commentaries or just different resources that you go to to mm -hmm. study the word? Yeah, I do. And it, again, I just love it that it's not rocket science, mm -hmm. but that yes. anyone can fill it. So there is a website 
called blueletterbible.com. Oh, yeah. And so you can look up your favorite scripture and it'll come up mm -hmm. and you can read it in all the different yeah, translations, which is wonderful. Greek. And then you can look up the words and what they really mean. Mm -hmm. So so I do that. And then I do have commentaries and concordances mm -hmm. that I have accrued over the, the years. But, you know, for those women who are listening today, let me just tell you this. Before you read your Bible, if you will get on your knees mm -hmm. and just say, Holy Spirit, here I am. Yeah. I, I don't understand this, but you do. So would you yeah. teach me today? Yes. Yeah. He is the greatest concordance in Bible dictionary right. there is. That's perfect. And you can expect that he'll give you nuggets of gold in the word yes. when exactly. you ask him right. to be with you. One thing I do love time. about the mm -hmm. Version Bible app is that you can click on a verse and click compare. Mm -hmm. And I'll pull up maybe the top six versions that I like to look at. And they literally are side by side. And I don't mean that in a way of, oh, I'm trying to cherry pick what I want it to say, but more just to get a more holistic view of what that word is actually saying or meaning. Yeah, mm -hmm. because it's important to read the Bible contextually mm -hmm. and, and to compare. Um Okay, I'm going to tell you something you're probably not going to believe, but that's okay. I taught <laughs> Latin in high schools Ooh, for many years. Wow, fancy. I know. And this is what I know about Latin. One Latin word can mean 400 different things. Mm -hmm. It's an ancient language. Mm -hmm. And so it is with Hebrew and mm -hmm. Greek. Mm -hmm. So the New American Standard Bible has chosen to use that word grope in Acts chapter mm -hmm. 17. One of the translations you love mm -hmm. explained it with feel your way. Mm -hmm. So there's more than one way. Mm -hmm. And but ever like since you said it, I've been on my U version looking at all the different versions to get which I was always reading reach out with the NIV. So I'm okay. like, going, okay, feel and grope. Yeah. And I'm ready to look up the Greek to see what that says. Mm -hmm. Cause I get nerded out on the words too. <laughs> but anyway, I so, love it. Yeah. Do so it good. Amy. That's awesome. All right. So other than your awesome book and some of your other resources, what else, what else do you have? What other resources are out there that you just really love and want us to know? Well, that's a great question, Jen. Um, so significant. The mm -hmm. book that's coming out in November is my 11th book. Mm. Um, so I, I've had the amazing opportunity to share with others what the Lord has taught me mm -hmm. through all the seasons of my life. If you want to see my books, you can just go to my website, which is carolmccloudministries.com. Um, you can read a blog. You can listen to a podcast, leave a prayer request do a little bit of shopping. Mm. Um, but and your podcast is based in motherhood. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's the joy of motherhood. Okay. I, I've loved being a mom, as you know. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to train the next generation mm -hmm. that there's joy in being a mom. Mm -hmm. That even on the mundane days of grilled cheese sandwiches and mountains of laundry, mm -hmm. there's an indescribable joy in that day that you will never get I'm gonna again. I'm going to leave here and download it. Okay, <laughs> do it, do it. Yeah, and so I also have a motherhood devotion on you version, just for those who are listening, because we, we love you version. But I'd love for you to come to my website and sign up for my weekly blog, which has been named in the top 50 faith blogs for women, which who knew? I write it, you know, at my kitchen table or in the middle of the night. And I just process life as a woman of God mm -hmm. in my blog. Simple as that. Simple I love as that. Them. So if you're a woman and you love God, there might be something for you there. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're a woman and you don't love God, but you're still curious, <laughs> you're come welcome on. too. Come on. That's awesome. <laughs> Meet me in that place. <laughs> so, so those are my personal chief 
resources. But I always like to share some of the things that have changed me as a woman. Um, I am not foolish enough to think I'm the only woman at this time in history who's <laughs> writing or speaking or hearing from God. But I am sort of a classic girl. Mm-hmm. I'm not a trendy girl, if you know what I mean. I don't go with the hottest new face. You're timeless. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So the women's books who have impacted my life are what you would call classics. Mm -hmm. I have been deeply impacted by the works of Elizabeth Elliot. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you listened to her little radio podcast thing that she has online? Oh, let me tell you this. So when I was a homeschool mom Mm -hmm. on a pastor's salary, schooling five children, Every day at 10 o'clock, it came on. Oh, and I couldn't get it in the house, but I could get it in the car. So these are all the, ar- obviously, the archives. I mean, she's not alive. Yes, but. right, right. <laughs> so the kids would go outside and play, and I'd go to the car and listen mm, to Gateway I to Joy that. for 25 minutes. She has the most soothing voice she does. I've ever heard. She does. <laughs> I didn't know she had it. How did I not? I'm, yeah. I'm writing all this down. Do this it, is Amy. great. And yeah. honestly, the way I listen to it now is on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. I go to YouTube. And um, so I've been deeply impacted by Elizabeth Elliot. Mm-hmm. I've been deeply impacted by missionary stories mm-hmm. such as Esther Ann Kim and Darlene Rose. These were ordinary women who gave everything for the gospel at their moment in history. Mm. They didn't care about creature comforts or about um, success, but everything that they were, they gave to the unshakable kingdom. Mm. So I've been deeply impacted by those stories. I've been impacted by the writings of Ruth Bell Graham mm. and Corey Ten Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the 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 works, I love it. the words that have shaped me into the woman that I am today. Mm. And they really are. They're timeless. They are timeless. Those mm-hmm. are excellent. Their voices echo through the decades. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you for your voice, Carol, and especially for being a voice on the podcast today. Would you bless us with the final word of encouragement that you would just love to, to leave us with? I would, Amy. And my heart has been especially thinking this morning about all those women at the verge of throwing in the towel. Mm. They know very well the black hole that I've been talking about, whether it's postpartum depression or they've been abused or they're just discouraged or tired. I want to speak to those girls as we close today. And I just want to tell you, you are eternally loved, that you have a creator who is head over heels in love with you. Mm -hmm. You are not forgotten. You are not ignored. And I want to tell you today to hunker down Mm -hmm. in the safety of your faith Mm -hmm. and allow the Father to hold you in that place. Mm -hmm. I want to encourage you. I am a girl just like you who has been ravaged by the pain and the stronghold of depression. And I want to tell you that joy and sorrow can live in the same place, Mm -hmm. in the same human body. So today, I want to encourage you to open your Bible to Psalm 103 Mm -hmm. and allow the Lord to speak to you. Today, I want to encourage you to put on the song, Raise a Hallelujah, Mm -hmm. and to listen to it 47 times if that's (laughs) what it takes. And today, I want to encourage you that your dad 
is in love with you. Mm. And honestly, so are we. So are we in this mm-hmm. podcast yes. that, that we love you and we care about your life. Mm-hmm. So be encouraged today mm-hmm. that you got three sisters who are thinking about you and cheering you on in your journey. That's right. Carol, thank you for joining us Thanks. in this space. And like you just said, and to everyone who's listening, thank you. Yes, it really is you. such an honor. Thanks. We don't take it for granted. Yes. Thanks. I loved it, Jen. Thank you, yes. Amy. Guys, all the resources, podcasts, and books, especially Carol's forthcoming book, Significant, it's all linked up in the conversation notes. So get it while it's hot. As always, you can join our email list on my website, subscribe in Apple Podcasts or Google Play, and our favorite, find us on Instagram at The Messy Table Podcast, where we'd love to continue this conversation and also hear your thoughts. We'd also be so honored if you'd share this episode with a friend or even on social media. Well, friends, as you go about your week and gather around your own tables, remember, yes, life is messy, but God is at work in your mess.